Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it's the ghost. Have you heard of Debbie Wolf? or Nurse Debbie Wolf, the woman who vanished after leaving work at 4 p.m. on December 26th back in 1985? Well, this is still a mystery. What happened, and why are people still talking about it today? The day before this happens, she had celebrated Christmas with her family, like a lot of people, right? When she didn't show up at work the next day, though, That's when her family became concerned. Her parents, John and Jenny, and a friend, Kevin Gordon, they go to her home. And she lived in this cabin that was kind of isolated, about seven miles outside of town, which their town is Fayetteville, North Carolina. Now, because Debbie was particularly neat and meticulous, they were surprised at what they found in and around her home. So her car, it wasn't parked in the same place that it's always parked in. There were a lot of beer cans scattered around the property. Her dogs weren't fed. Her uniform was down on the kitchen floor. And her purse had been shoved under her bed. They also found this strange message that was on her answering machine. Back when, you know, people used answering machines. It was recorded earlier that same day with the caller claiming that she'd been gone from work for several days, but this was incorrect because she had been at work the day before. So they searched the area that surrounds a pond that's in Debbie's backyard, but they can't find her. When Jenny tried to report her missing, she was told that the police, they're not going to become involved until 72 hours have passed. And a lot of times back in the day, this is just how it was. Can you imagine how frustrating? I mean, sometimes they read the situation and still put some timelines on stuff like that. But in general, they really tend to take the seriousness of the person reporting, the missing person or whatever it is. They take it in a little bit more. They consider that this behavior is not usual. And that's great because we know that first 48 hours is so important. Now, on December 31st, five days after she disappears, the sheriff's office finally began their investigation. Bloodhounds were used to search for Debbie's scent, but there was no trace of it. On the first day, a search of the pond, it wasn't done. Then on New Year's Day, 1986, Jenny had two divers, Kevin Gordon and Gordon Childress, do exactly that. And within just a few minutes, Gordon finds two sets of footprints 
and drag marks at the bottom. Could you ever believe that there could be so much at the bottom of a pond? You'd think it would all move around and just be wiped. Who knew you could leave tracks underwater that wouldn't just kind of move around and dissolve? Well, he followed these tracks until he finds Debbie's body. And strangely, it appeared that it had been placed in a burn barrel. Now, the police were brought to the scene, and they take Debbie's body from the pond. An autopsy is done, and that determines she wasn't doing drugs, she wasn't drinking. The cause of death was determined to be drowning. However, Kevin, who was involved with the search and rescue, he believed her death was not consistent with drowning. According to him, normal drowning victims, they'd have their eyes and mouths Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wide open, along with their arms and hands stretched out. However, her body is not found in this condition. Also, it appeared to be clean, despite how dirty the pond is. Police investigators believe that Debbie died accidentally, falling into the pond while maybe playing with her dogs. But her family and friends don't believe this. They noted that the strongest piece of evidence was the fact that her body was found in a barrel. Did she fall into that barrel and then walk it down through the footprints and place herself in the pond? Hmm... Surprisingly, the investigators, though, they claimed that there was no barrel at all. They believed that Kevin and Gordon had seen her jacket ballooned out from being in the water. But Kevin and Gordon, they still say that what they saw was definitely a barrel. I mean, how can there even be a dispute about this? Also, Jenny claimed that she had heard some of the investigators talking about taking it in for evidence. So they had to know it was there. Finally, prior to Debbie's disappearance, she and several others remembered seeing it next to her home. It was being used for target practice at the time. A lot of people do that. When Jenny went there on the 27th, the barrel was gone, but an indentation from it was still on the ground, so there's some more proof there was a barrel here, and then it was in the water. Well, a few months after Debbie's death, Jenny has this chance to examine the clothes found on Debbie's body. After looking at them, she becomes convinced that they weren't even Debbie's. The pants were too large. The field jacket didn't belong to her or her brother. Sometimes she'd borrow a jacket from him. The bra size was a cup size that was three times too large for her. And the shoes were three sizes too large for her. However, the police still claimed that these clothes belonged to Debbie. Isn't that interesting? I mean, why fight it? Who is right here? You know, we are on the receiving end of information like this when it comes to us in reports and the news, but we still wonder what exactly is true. Here we have completely different points of view. There's either a giant barrel or there's not. I don't see how it could be confusing at all. Can you? And the clothes? Again, completely obvious. They either fit her or they don't. How can they say they're her clothes? If they don't fit, and where are the clothes that do fit her? 
I would think there'd be more questions here, but apparently they're thinking, nope, they're her clothes. And that's all we get on the outside, right? This is what they said, so this is what you get. It's it very frustrating. And Jenny, I mean, she was completely frustrated. She had a theory of her own, actually. She believed that one of the two volunteers from the hospital was responsible for Debbie's death. Both of the volunteers that were there had tried to pursue romantic relationships with her and both apparently knew where she lived. Jenny believes that one of them took her hostage, then they kept her alive for several days, and then they killed her. She believes that he returned later to remove that barrel from the pond so that her death would look accidental. But to this day, her family is still convinced that Debbie was murdered. So at the hospital, Debbie was in charge of the volunteers. This is why she'd be interacting with them all the time. One of them particularly bothered her. He had a history of some psychiatric illness, and he often would ask her to go out with him. And at one point, he was able to get her phone number, and he started calling her. He even claimed to know where she lived, and he threatened that he was going to come visit her. After her body was found, he was questioned by the police, but he had an alibi, and he refused to take the polygraph. And then he left the state a few days later. I mean, that is suspicious. Now, the other volunteer, he also tried to become romantically involved with Debbie in the weeks prior to her disappearance. However, she told her friend that she just wanted to be friends. Jenny believes that he was the suspicious caller on her answering machine, that that's the one. He was also questioned by police. However, they found zero evidence that could lead them to believe that he was involved. And really, this is where the case dies off. They don't know what to do from here. This is still unsolved. It was actually on Unsolved Mysteries. I mean, they have the theory that Debbie drowned, but there is still a mystery in the circumstances. I think by having that theory that she drowned, it gives them sort of a break. You know, they don't need to keep looking for a killer. But let's just revisit what went on here and what they found, and then we can decide for ourselves. Okay, divers, remember, reported seeing her body inside the barrel. When officials recover the body, there was no barrel. Did someone really come back and remove that barrel to avoid suspicion? Debbie's mother, she reports that Debbie had a barrel near her home, but now it's not there. So if people know that barrel was there... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. There, you'd think they'd have to find it. But it seems to be a non-issue. The state of Debbie's house was an issue, okay? The surrounding grounds, everything was disheveled and kind of messy. And Debbie was typically an orderly person. So, I mean, you have to take into account what other people that are normally around think and see. We see it in investigations. They'll ask a daughter or a friend or a roommate, you know, is anything missing? Is anything strange? Well, here, her grounds wouldn't have been in that state if she had been around. She wouldn't have done that. 
So we have that unanswered. Debbie's found wearing clothes that her mother insisted could not have been hers. They didn't fit. They weren't her style. They just were not her clothes. But that seems to be accepted also. Her car is parked in an unusual place, not the spot she always parks in. And I don't know about you guys, but you might have a couple spots that you park in. But typically, everyone has a spot in the home, right? The kids are in the street. Mom and dad are in the garage. Mom's on the left. Dad's on the right. You know, whatever it is. Why would you suddenly park in a different spot? Because coming home is routine. So it just seems out of place too. But again, it's accepted and we just move on. Debbie was five foot three. Okay, her car though is found with the driver's seat pushed all the way back in its odd spot. We know from watching crime and reading and all you sleuths out there. I mean, that could be actually to throw someone off because they talk about it so much on the crime shows that everyone by now should know, don't leave the seat back there or maybe put it back there if you want to throw the police off. You know, they keep giving these tips, but either way, it indicates that someone else got in that car that wasn't Debbie. And then there was that odd message from a strange man found on her answering machine. The man stated that she had missed so many days of work, but really on the date the message was left, She hadn't missed any work yet, and they never figured out whose voice that was. So what really happened to Debbie? Do you guys think that in Fayetteville, they really did what they could? Do you think they're leaning on the drowning theory because that's just good enough? Maybe there's a lot of crime going on and they don't have time or didn't have time to look into it further. You know, I'm curious if these cases frustrate us or if we accept it in general. So I'd love to know. I mean, Debbie's mother does not believe her daughter died in this tragic drowning accident. She even told the show that. She said, you know, there are people out there who definitely know what happened to Debbie, and I'm hoping they'll come forward and finally say something. She was loved by very, very many people. She has the right to be put to rest, and I would like to do that. That's her mother. She never got resolved. This never was solved. It's very frustrating, you know. It'd be interesting to find out the stats, actually, of how many cases turn into cold cases. Because, you know, we always seem to be interested in how many murders happen that we don't know about. How many crimes are out there that we don't even know about. But what about the ones that we hear about that kind of dissolve into the background? Because there's something new on the news or whatever it is. It doesn't dissolve for the extended victims, though. I bet that takes a long time. A lot of those people have passed by now. Never got answers. Very frustrating. Well, thank you for being here and thank you for listening. We all have the questions. That's why we stay curious.